At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, it's Holden Kushner here, Bet Center, VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm the host of VSIN's Denver CityCast podcast. I bet on Denver and Colorado teams. You're ever betting on or against, or you just like my voice. Check it out, Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. I also, we, we now, just to take you behind the scenes a little bit here, so I sit in front of the camera and I talk. I'm actually in Denver. The studios are in Las Vegas. Our producer is Brian Ortega. We also have an audio engineer who is a Padres fan. Uh, I'm just feeling salty. I, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm in a good mood. You know, I'm feeling a little salty. I know he's a Padres fan. I heard him screaming in the background. There were expletives back there. I mean, come on, it's Las Vegas. There's children walking around that casino. Uh, so what did I do? I just think the Dodgers are the better team, right? And I said to myself, if I can get the Dodgers anywhere close to, to even money before the end of this game, I'm going to jump on it uh, because the Dodgers, A, are the better team, B, are the Padres' daddies, um, and C, yeah, I don't love how Craig Kimbrell's doing, but the Dodgers are their home team, and if we're tied, we're going to extra innings. You give me that home team every time. I just placed a live wager, Dodgers. Minus 112. Actually, you know what? It went through at minus 117. I'm not thrilled with that juice, but it went through uh, at minus 117. Dodgers live bet right there. Okay. Um, so we'll find out. Either my audio is going to get cut off in the middle of the segment if the if the Dodgers end up winning, or if the Padres win, I'll hear another scream in my ear, and that'll be great. But we do have a baseball game coming up that I have some plays on, and that would be Sunday Night Baseball. First pitch just a few minutes away, so let me give you a quick breakdown here. Cardinals at the Phillies and Wainwright versus Wheeler. Uh, temps in the low to mid-80s. Why is that important? It's always important for me. I want to know you know, if that ball is going to carry or not. Slight breeze blowing in, but the weather is still a plus, so the ball will be carrying a little bit more. Now, through 15 starts this season, Wainwright's been good. He's got the 307 ERA, the 125 whip. The advanced numbers say he's going to come back down to earth. But until that happens, I'm not worried about it. You always hear, well, he's due for regression. Well, when's a regression coming then? You tell me when the regression's coming, and I'll figure out when it is. I'm not going to fade a guy every start because he's been performing better than the ancillary numbers, ancillary numbers say. So that's one thing on Wainwright. Second of all, Wheeler hasn't been great in his last two starts. He's given up five runs, 12 hits, and 10 to two-thirds innings. Doesn't matter. This guy's a strikeout machine. Uh, St. Louis is very good at the plate. Uh, higher Woba. Then the Phillies, higher ones, runs created plus. Um, they have been crushing the baseball recently, too. Phillies have won 14 of 18 against right-handed starters, though. But remember, there's no Bryce Harper in this lineup. So I would get 
while people are on the Philadelphia Phillies right now. It's just tough for me to back them consistently without Bryce Harper. But Nolan Arenado, let's get into this guy for a second. He is on fire. He's six for eight, three homers, six RBIs in the first two matchups. I've seen enough of this guy to know when he's in the zone, you ride it. When Nolan Arenado's in the zone, you start backing him until it goes away. Two home runs yesterday. Like I said, three home runs of the series already. You've seen the ball very well. Here's the bet. Over one and a half total bases at plus 133. Got this at BetMGM. Nolan Arenado, over one and a half total bases, plus 133. You're going to be plus money on a guy all he's got to do is single twice or double or home run. Are you kidding me? So that's one bet that I have here. And then the other one, I'm going to target this game live, okay? Because I am a big live better. I'll definitely be targeting this game live. Philly's bullpen. I started the show with this. Philly's bullpen are one of the bullpens that I love to target. If the Phillies have a lead, sixth, seventh, eighth inning, you know, Wainwright's out at, at, when, and Wheeler's out, I should say, when Wheeler's out, I'm probably going to try and find some plus money if it's a run or two here. If it's within a run or two, maybe a 3-1 game, a 3-2 game, maybe it's more, whatever. I will be targeting the Cardinals to come back and beat this Phillies bullpen. I'll also say this, though. It's not like the Cardinals bullpen has been terrific. So maybe if both these starting pitchers are mowing them down and they both leave around the same time in the seventh inning, we could target an overplay there as well. But again, the bullpen for the Phillies, very profitable targeting them. And the St. Louis bullpen hasn't been that good either. So enjoy Sunday night baseball. First pitch, just about ready to get underway. Now we're going to move on and talk about NL division races because we've got the Phillies in the East and the Cardinals in the Central. And the Phillies really are not going to factor into this for me. But I want to look at the, the NL East right now. And the Mets, the favorites, obviously, they had a 10 and a half game lead on the Braves at the beginning of June. Well, in June, the Braves went 19 and five. They got that lead down to two and a half games yesterday. Today, things changed. Mets picked up a game. It's a three and a half game lead. And now you're getting it at plus 175 instead of 155. Okay. Your best, best price you're going to get there is 175. Now, the Mets got Scherzer back to Grom. We saw him making his way back. Does he get 15 starts in? We'll see. I mean, this guy, it, it's, it doesn't look like a violent delivery, but his arm sometimes just looks like it's going to fall off. Now, we could use the theory that the Mets are going to Mets. I'm not going to do that, but we can use that. Listen, they continually get in front of themselves and fail. How many times have we seen the Mets collapse? 07, 08, just constantly, constantly fail. They're one of the more dysfunctional organizations, but things look good right now for New York. Very good right now. The Mets and the Braves, not too dissimilar, though. Both scoring right around the same runs per game, 4.78 for the Mets, 4.75 for the Braves. Atlanta relief pitchers, third and XFIP. I like XFIP. Fielding independent pitching, adjusted, all this stuff. The Mets are fourth. They're right there. Right there. Relief pitchers. Starting pitching. Same thing, basically. Reinforcements coming for the Mets, though. Braves offense, top to bottom. Personally, I'll take them. They have a chance to be the best offense in Major League Baseball. Really. The addition of Michael Harris to the bottom of this lineup. Dansby Swanson is in the middle of a breakout year. Was it 14 home runs, 12 stolen bases? Yeah, 865 OPS, 14 home runs, 12 stolen bases. And that's to go along with Acuna. I think the best is still to come. You know, he was banged up for a while. Dansby Swanson, even Adam Duvall has been raking for this team. So I like what I'm seeing from the Braves. William Contreras, too. How do I forget about the, the other Contreras brother? Freed, 
Kyle Wright, these two guys at the top of the rotation, very nice. Charlie Morton should come around. I think we saw some good stuff out of Chuck today. I think the bullpen's excellent, too. They might need somebody to step in for Kenley Jansen longer term. It's in a regular heartbeat. But here's the play. I think you can back the Braves at plus 175. I really can. The play is plus 175 for the Braves here. The second place team to me, everybody's on the Mets. I This is more of a, I think the Braves are just a better team than the Mets bet. That's what I think. In a seven-game series, going up against DeGrom and Scherzer, I mean, the Braves would have a shot, definitely, with Freed and Morton and everybody I've been talking about. But I think over the long haul, the 162, give me the Braves there, plus 175. Then we get to the Central with the St. Louis Cardinals, who are in second place. Okay, And the Cardinals trying to track down the Brewers. And I watched the Brewers win today. I believe it was 2-0 over the Pirates. I thought they'd have more. It's a good day. It set up very nicely, and I lost this bet. I had over four and a half total runs. They only scored two on the Narvaez home run. But they were so set up, they had uh, all their lefties, like Yelich and Narvaez and Tellez and even Jace Peterson. They just didn't come through offensively. But going forward... St. Louis just has the pedigree. I like St. Louis at this price, too. I mean, I'm seeing a plus 170. They're tied for sixth and weighted runs created plus at 109. What does that tell you? They're good offensively, okay? Goldschmidt could be the MVP. 19 homers, 1061 OPS. Arenado, 17 bombs, 896 OPS. He's getting hot. Remember when people said that he couldn't hit outside of cores? <laughs> You're wrong. So the Cardinals are fourth in runs scored per game, 4.79. Their offense is terrific. Love it. Nolan Gorman, Brendan Donovan, Juan Yepes. All these young guys are mixed in there, too. They look good. Rotation, it's average. They need to upgrade their rotation at the deadline, or they're probably not going to pull this off. 4.91 XFIP, fielding independent pitching, adjusted with the ballpark. I don't like what I'm seeing there. But Miles Mikolas, he's back. He's back. You've got Wainwright. I'm looking at the bullpen, league average. Okay. So I think with the Cardinals, it's going to be a hold. I love plus 170. That is a great price. The Brewers right now, the Brewers' offense is picked up. Woodruff is back. So now you got Burns and Woodruff. And we know the back end of their bullpen, at least, is very good. I like it. It's a juicy price for the Cardinals at plus 170. It's not one that I'm going to dive into. And then there's the NL West. Who knows how far back the Padres are? I hope the Padres lose now because I'm betting basically just to spite our uh, tech guy. And you know what? I'm going to lose that bet. Because the Padres are now up 4-1 to one in the top of the ninth inning after a Hassan Kim home run. So it is 4-1. to one. I didn't hear any yelling in the background. I don't know why not. I don't think the Dodgers are coming back from that. But what we have here in this is the Padres will probably pick up a game. They'll be three and a half back if they can hold on to this. They had lost three and a half games in the standings the last four days. That'll be two and a half games over the last three days. And don't forget, AJ Preller is going to make a move too. He's going to add a bat. He'll probably add like six bats and four arms and the team will be completely different. This is what that guy does at the deadline. He's going to make another move. They're going to get Tatis back too. So a lot of reinforcements are coming their way. Their starting rotation has been great. Fifth and team ERA at 3.48. I know ERA isn't the best way to quantify it, but it's kind of an outline. You know you're good at a 3.48 ERA when you're talking about all these guys. Clevenger's been great. Musgrove's been great. You Darvish, Sean Manaya, love this rotation. Bullpen, good, good. Taylor Rogers makes me nervous sometimes. He's been good. But here's the play here. It's a pass. I do not want to back the Padres coming up on the Dodgers, even after one win today. Padres, a very good team. 
The Padres are a playoff team. I don't see them collapsing again this year. I just don't think they're as good as the Dodgers, and I don't care what plus money you're giving to me. I'm not going to waste my money backing the San Diego Padres to take down the great L.A. Dodger franchise. All right, coming up next, we're going to switch it up, talk a little football, a little NFL for the first time in the show because we've got a whole bunch of favorites in these divisions, and I'm looking at some second or third best odds in every single division saying, hmm, maybe we could make some money that way. I'll tell you this much, though. AFC East, mm-mm, there's no bet for me there. The Bills at minus 190, I think they're winning it, and I'm not laying minus 190 at the beginning of the season. The NFL Futures Odds. Next, I'm Holden Kushner, Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. to learn more. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And this segment of Betting Across America, it's not Betting Across America, it is Bet Center brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, they're spit-free, they're available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available for over 100,000 locations nationwide. Find Zin slash find. Go to zin.com slash find to find a store near you. Zyn.com slash find. You got a warning. This product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. So, welcome back to Bet Center. My name is Holden Kushner, hanging out with you here on this, what is it, Sunday already? Yeah, it's Sunday night, 4th of July tomorrow. We got baseball going on. Got my producer, Brian Ortega, telling me the Phillies have beautiful. Uh, beautiful uh, hats tonight, which is nice to know. I'm on this Nolan Arenado over one and a half total bases. Maybe bet this game live. I'm looking for a good movie to watch tonight, to be perfectly honest, but I'll probably be end up watching this game and targeting it live and trying to beat the Phillies bullpen once again. Anyways, they're just underway. They're scoreless. This game's at the top of the first inning. Two down, runner on second, and Nolan Arenado is at the plate. But my favorite sport and America's favorite sport is what? Football, the National Football League. We are 70 days away from the first Sunday. So 10 more Sundays, we got football. We are about two weeks away 
from the first rookies reporting, 15 days to be exact, 15 days away from rookies reporting, and it's here. You know, we just suck up the next three weeks, and after that, football will be back. We'll have all this news about camps. We'll have all the news coming out. The rookies will look amazing. Guys will get injured. It'll be a Travis Sham mockery, but we could have a lot of talk. So when Ortega, our producer, he calls me, he goes, hey, hold, hold, check this out. I want to get your confidence meters on these divisional races. And I said, that's a great idea. Let me break down every single division and see if I can find a bet there. So let's do it. Let's go look at some futures odds and see if we can find some bets who I like and who I don't. And in the AFC East, is there a way to parlay my confidence in the bills into a bet? And I think the answer is just going to be no. Okay. At minus 190 on a future there's no way in hell I could do it. I don't care how sure I am. There's too many injuries in the NFL. And minus 190, first of all, one, minus 190 is juice that I will not stand for. I will not bet that. And then the other thing is my, Miami should be better. But do I really have faith that the Dolphins could win maybe 12 games? Because I think that the Bills are a 12-13 win team this year. The Patriots, they could take the leap. There's the Jets. This is Buffalo's year, isn't it? Come on. 12-7 and seven last year. I'm looking 13 and four, 14 and three this year. The Patriots, again, maybe a wild card team. No play here in the AFC East. But I'll tell you where I want to go because what's your confidence in the Ravens winning the AFC North? The Ravens are at plus 150. And I'd say my, my feelings are lukewarm on this one. Now, I did work with the great James Salinas yesterday, winner of the, the uh, Super Contest. And he said, listen, I did kind of like an exacta. I went one, two. I went for the Ravens to finish first and the Bengals to finish first at one price. And I went for the Bengals to finish first and the Ravens to finish first or second on the other price. And I said, that's okay. So you know, that's one way of attacking the market. I think it's a two-team race too. Then again, a lot of weird things happen in the NFL. But we'll start with the Ravens, okay? Plus 150, nice price. He was an MVP candidate last year before the injury. Then you got the Bengals. You know, he's got Burrow and his triplets. They're as good as it gets. They bolstered their offensive line. They got a great run game. They got some help in the secondary via the draft. Do they take a step back? I don't think they go to the Super Bowl again, but they're every bit as good as the Ravens. Now, the Ravens secondary last year, their defense was nothing to be afraid of. And they got hit by the injuries. And now you go and you look at their depth chart at, at corner. Marcus Williams is in town. Kyle Hamilton's in town. Kyle Fuller's in town. Demarion Williams is there. He came over this offseason. This is some names, man. Their safeties are good. Hamilton, Williams, Chuck Clark. I like this. I'm looking at the Ravens right now, a team that went 8-9 and nine last year at plus 150. I can get behind that, but I'm not going to. The Bengals, for me, are the team that wins the division. They do not make a run of the playoffs like they did last year. But I'm just seeing the improvements that they made on that offensive line. They've got the run game. They help their secondary. Some lukewarm on the Ravens. They could win it. Give me the Bengals there. We'll go to the AFC South. I'm medium well. If I was a stake right now, I'd be medium well on the Colts. They're at minus 105. This is more of a default play if you're going to go to the Colts. I know there's plenty of people in the industry that are very excited about it. Oh, Matt Ryan's in town. This offense is going to take it to another level. I'm concerned. Jonathan Taylor had 400 touches last year, and I know he's a young dude. I'm afraid his legs are going to fall off during the season. That's a legitimate concern of mine. But here's why it's a default play, and I'm not going to bet anything at minus money. 
It's minus 105. I'm still not going to bet it. I don't, I don't care. Minus 125. It's a default play because Houston and Jacksonville are horrible. I'm just throwing them out of the equation. If one of those teams want to shock the world, fine. It really comes down to the Colts and Tennessee. And Tennessee's going to have to win with defense, and they're going to have to hope that Derrick Henry doesn't break down again. Hope. Guy has a trillion carries in his legs. Now, I love the Colts' defensive line. Love it. DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, and Gakwe is there, too. I think that the Colts are going to win the division. But I'm not laying minus 105, minus 125, minus anything. What would it take for me to bet the Colts there? Probably plus 150, to be perfectly honest with you. So that'll be a little bit of a pass. The AFC West we can look at. The Chiefs, I'm lukewarm at plus 150. I really can't see three teams winning this division next year. Russell Wilson and the Broncos, they've got a great defense. They've got a great running game. And Russell Wilson has just transformed this whole organization, transformed the city. Like, everybody's on Russell Wilson. He's transformed the NFL. He has the number one selling jersey of the NFL. Hasn't even taken a snap with the Broncos yet. You know, the Chargers, they bolstered their defense, right? They bolstered their defense. Mac, Bosa. We know Herbert's terrific. Herbert has to cut back on the interceptions at 15. But for me, it's it's almost like a three-headed monster. I would say that the Chargers have every bit the shot that the Chiefs have a win in the division. And the Broncos aren't that far behind. Complete fade on the AFC West for me. I want nothing to do with it. So we'll move on to the NFC. And we'll move on to the Cowboys. Oh, what could go wrong? The Cowboys are the favorites in the division at plus 120? What could go wrong? Jerry Jones could go wrong. Everything usually does go wrong with the Cowboys. They're a talented team. I don't think they have the most talent in the division on their roster, though. I think that goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Am I confident enough that the Eagles are going to win the division? No, it's ultimately going to be a pass for me. But don't you try and convince me that the Dallas Cowboys are going to get out of their own way. The roster's stacked. They didn't address the defensive line issues they have, though. They were 30th in run defensive grade last year on PFF. I always have a hard time backing Mike McCarthy. Now, the Giants, forget about it. The Commanders, complete joke. Philly now has an, uh, they have an elite offensive line. They beefed up their cornerback room. I'm seeing them at a plus 165. James Bradbury's there. Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, good secondary too. Man, Jalen Hurts is the big question mark though. I know A.J. Brown is there. I want to see it before I believe it with Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts has a completion percentage, even if he bumps it up to like a mediocre 64%, because Lamar, like the Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen range, if he can bump it up there, then I'm totally buying into the Eagles. But as little confidence as I have in the Cowboys to win this, I, I don't have too much more in Philadelphia. So I think on paper, Philadelphia looks terrific. I'm passing on the NFC East. I'll go to the NFC North, though. How do you bet a minus 175? How do you do that with the Packers? They lost Devontae Adams. They could still run the football. They could still run the football. They've got a good defense, right? Detroit's getting love because of all their additions. I'm not backing Jared Goff. I'm just not doing it. Uh, I know it was fine with the Rams. Todd Gurley was the offense. DeAndre Swift doesn't stay healthy long enough. Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift could be explosive, I'm not buying into this. My buddy, Eric Moody from ESPN, loves him. I'm off it. You could have Dan Campbell. You could have Jared Goff. You could stick it. The Vikings, are they a legit threat? I guess. 
They have elite playmakers on offense, but their O-line is still shaky, and I don't have much confidence in that defense. So would I say that the Packers are going to win? Yeah, there's a reason why they're minus 175. You're not going to find me betting a minus 175 favorite to win a division. It's just just not going to happen. Now, we're going to come back. We're going to talk some more National Football League as well. Looking forward to that. Let me go check in on the uh, the scores here in Major League Baseball, though. Um, looks like the Padres did come from behind and take down the Dodgers. So congratulations uh, to the guys behind the glass. 4-2 was the final score there. And then Sunday Night Baseball, we got the Cardinals and the Phillies. They are scoreless at the end of the first inning. Let's talk some more National Football League on the other side. And before the end of the show, I wouldn't mind finishing things out with the NFC South. I mean, Tom Brady, how are you betting against Tom Brady when the, the next best team has Jameis Winston as their quarterback? And we could also go out west and see if the Rams are vulnerable out there. Let's talk some NFL next, though, here on Bet Center. My name is Holden Kushner. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Today. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with a Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season. For your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes, head to DraftKings.com backslash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and please drink responsibly. That would be wonderful. Happy Independence Day weekend. My name is Holden Kushner, host of the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, a VEASAN podcast where we focus solely on betting Denver and Colorado sports teams. So if you're betting on or against a Colorado team, a Denver team, or you just like what I have to say, by all means, check it out. I'll be hosting Rush Hour this week. Uh, what is that? Six to seven Eastern time. Uh, so get one more hour a week, uh, a day for me from Tuesday through Friday this upcoming week. We talk of betting from every single angle. And and Matt Verderam right now is on with me from Fansided, and we're going to talk some some NFL because I just can't get enough. Ten Sundays away from the first Sunday, we're under 60 days. What are we, like 67 days away, but who's counting? Matt, thanks for the time. And uh, honestly, I go to how many days till the NFL starts on uh, on the Internet every day to try and figure it out. So I'm very excited. Let's get it going already. You know, it, it feels like it's tomorrow. As far as I'm concerned, covering the sport, it feels like it's going to be ready tomorrow, but we only have what, three weeks till training camp. So it's coming. It's coming. 67 days till kickoff. We've got rookies reporting to a couple of camps in 15 days. So it's going to be awesome. Listen, I was just talking about, um, you know, some of the dogs to win divisions and the two divisions I didn't get to, I'd like to talk with you about. And that would be the NFC South and the NFC West. At this point, and I'm not backing the Bucks at minus 300 to win the division. It's just silly. But it doesn't really look like there's another team. Like Jameis Winston is is the quarterback, the second best team in the division. How do the Bucks not win the division this year outside of a Tom Brady injury? It just it doesn't seem smart to lay money on anybody else at this point. Yeah, like you're right. To but the to bet the Bucks seems 
like a waste of time in terms of value. But I think that's, that's the only bet I would make in that division. Like Atlanta has no shot. Atlanta might have the worst roster in football. Carolina is essentially trotting me out there at quarterback. Um, and you know, New Orleans, like if you had to go in another direction, you would go with New Orleans because you look at them and go, all right, look, defensively, they should be very good. Offensively, they added Chris Olave in the draft. They added Jarvis Landry. They're, you know, Kamara, uh, you know, his situation's up in the air, but they're getting Michael Thomas back. But you're right. Like, unless Brady gets hurt, like, even if he really regresses, even if this is finally the year where he feels his age, there's still a team that should win 11 games. If it's more than enough in that division to win it. So uh, I'm with you. Unless Brady were to go down with an injury, I, I just don't see any circumstance for Tampa doesn't win that division. So the thing with Brady, and it's tough because you can't quantify it with numbers. You actually have to look out. It's just his presence. Like, that's what it is at this point. He's still a great player, but his presence has taken them to another level as well. So I think as long as he's there, he's got to show me that he's fallen off the train in order to not back him. I just can't back him at that price. And then I move to the West. So obviously the Rams, everybody's on the Rams again. We'll see if they could do and replicate what they did last year. But um, the Niners, your thoughts on the Niners? My sense is they take a little step back. And it's definitely not a fait accompli that the Rams win this division, do you see someone else that could take it? And it's definitely not Seattle. <laughs> I agree with Seattle. Um, yeah, I, I agree that there, there are some other contenders. Look, 49ers are there. The Cardinals are also kind of getting just completely forgotten about. And, I, and I'm one of those people to be blunt. I, you know, I pick every game when the schedule comes out, like a lunatic. And when I did it, I didn't have the Cardinals even making the playoffs. Like, I think Hopkins being out the first game really hurts. You know, Murray, this whole offseason has been weird. Uh, defensively, they're, they're not very good. They lost Chandler Jones. But there is the other side of the argument, which is like, look, what if Murray comes out and plays the best ball of his life because he wants to get an extension and they can survive without Hopkins for six games? And that's a team that, listen, the last week of the year last season, for all the nonsense with them, if they beat Seattle at home, they win the division. So, you know, you look at them and say, well, are they getting over, uh, overlooked? But I'm with you. I think if the Rams are going to lose a division, it would be San Francisco. My question with the Niners is just the same question everybody has, which is what is happening at quarterback? They don't seem like they're overly excited about Trey Lance. They haven't heard a lot of that out of San Francisco. So if he ends up being a starter, is that one of those things where it's like, okay, well, they take a small step back this year because they're just really not uh, a better team yet with him? I don't know. He's the ultimate wild card in that division. It is, and I think there's a wild card in the NFC East, too. So the, the, a lot of steam coming in on the Eagles. Uh, obviously, the best offensive, one of the best offensive lines out there, beefing up the secondary, A.J. Brown. So a lot of good things going on there. The Cowboys are the favorite. How many times have we seen the Cowboys in this position just not live up to the billing? Now, I don't like to use that when I'm handicapping, but it's almost impossible to get it out of my mind. How confident are you that the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East this year? If, if you said to me you've got to bet your life, I would pick Dallas to win the division. But also, look, the Cowboys are one of these teams where you look at them and go, okay, Michael Gallup's coming off of a major injury, end of the year. Amari Cooper's gone. Zeke is not the same guy he once was. Tony Pollard, at this point, I can argue, is a better running back, but they never play him because they're paying Ezekiel Elliott on a $90 million oh. contract. The offensive line's not as good as it was. Lyle Collins is now gone. Um, defensively, 
I'm not overwhelmed about Randy Gregory being gone. They still have Lawrence and Parsons. But does Deeks have another year like that where he picks off every ball in sight? I don't. I doubt it. It's very hard to find guys over two years in a row like that. So I think they're going to be a little bit worse. The Eagles are the team, not only for me in the NFC, but in the NFC in general. If I'm going to make a, a, a dark horse bet, it would be on them to win that division, and it would be on them in the conference. Now, do I think they're going to win that conference? No. I don't think they're better than the Bucs, the Rams, or the Packers. But they had a great offseason. They have a quarterback who is, is a phenomenal threat with his legs. If he even becomes a top 14-level passer, you start looking at them in a much different light. Maybe he can get there, maybe he can't. But they, they're very interesting. The Eagles are a really, really intriguing team in the NFC. Well, give me one other team that you find really intriguing out there, just going up and down, finding a team that you think is going to overperform this year. I, I always talk, my, my buddies are on the Lions. Again, I don't get it. I'm not buying into it. I don't buy it till I see it. Is there a team that you're on, or at least that piques your interest, that you're not hearing a lot of buzz about? This is something that could easily come back to be a, an opinion I laugh at come like week seven. But <laughs> I wonder if Minnesota, I, hey, it's the truth. I wonder if Minnesota is really good this year. Um, look, I don't think they're a Super Bowl caliber team. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything. I'm gonna, you know, they're going to be raising the trophy in Glendale. But they do have a new coach in Kevin O'Connell, who's an offensive-minded coach, comes from the McVay tree. They're going to be a much more innovative offense. If you have watched the Vikings in recent years, that is one of the most stale, old-school offenses in the world when Mike Zimmer was there. And Zimmer was a very good defensive coach. They were never a good offensive scheme team, ever, when he was there, uh, save for a, a year or two when they had DeFilippo kind of running the show. I, I look at them, you have Jefferson, you have Thielen, you have Cook. Say whatever you want about Kirk Cousins. He's an above-average quarterback in the NFL. And that's a division where the Bears are hideous. The Lions, I do think, are improved, but I don't think they're good. And the Packers should win that division, but also have, like, no receiver to throw to. So I think Minnesota should hit the over in their win total and could be, could be a pretty interesting team. I don't hate that. I just placed a bet a while ago, and I don't place very many futures as far as player props goes just because the injury attrition rate but when I saw 25 to one on Justin Jefferson to be the offensive player of the year, not the MVP, the player of the year, I had to jump on that. I mean, I think this guy, if he doesn't win the receptions, receiving touchdowns, receiving yards, one of those three, I'd be shocked. All he has to do is stay healthy. Justin Jefferson's due for a breakout. And I think he could be the game changer for the Vikings. Yeah, look, they, they have a lot of weaponry on that team. And that's why, you know, it's for years you look at them, you know, like last year they lost a game in, in, on Sunday Night Football to Cooper Rush. And you're like, how, how do you lose that game with all the guys that you have? Like, that's, that's borderline impossible. You know, mm-hmm. they, they lost the game to Detroit. They, they lose ridiculous games. I just wonder with O'Connell, if they can improve that offense by, like, four to six points a game, I think they win three or four more games because there's just, their, their ability does not match what their record has been the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Matt Vanderam, uh, Verderam, excuse me. Make sure you check out the podcast, Stack in the Box podcast. Mr. Verderam, thank you for the time. I do appreciate it. You take care and have a great uh, 4th of July, all right? Be safe. Hey, thanks a lot. You as well. Take care. You got it.
All right, good stuff there. Good stuff there. He likes the Vikings a little bit. I just told you, maybe the little Vikings. Let, let's finish up here. I'll come back. I'll talk about the NFC South and West. And then we got two football players that are fighting, and they're old. So that'll be fun to talk about. Holden Kushner, Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. is Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today, you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. He's coming up next, by the way. NFL preseason coverage. <laughs> we got camps opening soon. Premium articles on golf, UFC. NASCAR, we got the USFL championship coming up here. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com backslash summer. So this is uh, the last few minutes I have here. Before I head out, I'm going to turn it over to Adam Burke and Josh Towers on the run line, a show that I've hosted a couple of times. Adam, one of the sharper guys that I know when it comes to baseball. Josh Towers, Now, I at one point in time in my career, was the lead host on MLB Network Radio. At the, at the time, I think we called it MLB Home Plate. Now, um, I'm sure Josh Towers does not remember me, but I have... I remember specifically on a couple of occasions interviewing him when he was with the Blue Jays. And to me, it's always cool when you see former players getting into the uh, sports betting game. Absolutely love it because they're going to bring they're going to bring an angle that you and me just can't do. We can dig into the numbers. We can watch the games all we want. But the players, they've been there. They've done that. Some of the guys even have the connections. Like, God, how great would it have been this week? If somebody could have told me, even on the team, none of the beat reporters even knew. Herman Marquez with the Rockies. So he had a, he cut his thumb, okay? It had opened up in a in a bullpen session, right? And he comes out, I'm back in the Rockies against the Dodgers. We already won a plus 170 and a plus 180 in the series. I'm like, oh, Marquez, he's going to come out and shut him down. Ended up, you know, he sliced his thumb open. It's bleeding, and he had to leave the game. You know, these guys know guys. That's the cool part about it. These players, they know players. And even if it's one time ever, that 
these former players talk to us like, hey, my buddy, it's, it's, it's not going well. I mean, maybe they can't bring it out to the public all the time because you don't want insider trading or anything like that. But they just know things. And I really do applaud the the former athletes that are getting into the game here because they do bring a different perspective. Uh, you can always pick up you can always pick up new ways to bet or ways to get better at betting. All of us can do that because we all start at the same plane. There's just that little lever, that little level that the former players have that they can bring and really, really be good at this. There's a few guys that can be really, really good at it. And uh, I'm looking forward to checking out that show tonight. Towers is going to be with Adam Burke. So uh, anyways, let me catch you up on the one game that's going on right now. And then I'll just clean up everything I didn't get into on the show that I wanted to get up on the show. Scoreless as they head to the top of the third Cardinals and the Phillies. Uh, the game here, the play here for me, there's two of them. Nolan Arenado over one and a half total bases at plus 133. So give me a couple singles, give me a double, a triple, a home run, a cash. Uh, the other one is I want the Phillies to take the lead. Um, and I want to either back the Cardinals at big time plus money, because if the Phillies are up one nothing, we're already at plus 128. We're probably going to get them at what? Plus 180, plus 180 territory. I like that a lot. And then I think once we get both Wheeler and Wainwright out of the game, right around the seventh inning and they turn it over the bullpens, I'll definitely be looking at the total uh, because these bullpens stink. Both of them, both of them have had a lot of issues in this series. The Phillies have had issues at a bullpen for years. Uh, it just, they can't fix it. So the total's already dropped to five and a half now. The juice slightly to the over, minus 114 to the over, minus 113 to the under. Phillies minus 159 money line, minus uh, 159, and plus 125 for the Cardinals. Okay, that's the first thing. Second of all, I did want to finish up my discussion on the NFL divisional futures. So I went through all the teams. I'm not touching the Bills to win the AFC East at minus 190. They're probably going to. That's just dumb investing at the beginning of the year in a minus 190. Ravens, I'm lukewarm on at plus 150. I think the Bengals can win this thing. I think James Salinas has it right. If you could kind of bet this exacta here, going Ravens one, Bengals two, and then uh, Bengals one, Ravens two, if you can get that well over plus 200. So you're at least coming out on top if that happens. Uh, Colts minus 105. Yeah, that's by default. Not betting a future at minus money. Chiefs, not betting them at plus 150 because I think the Chargers have a very good shot of winning this division. And also, I think the Broncos have a chance. I don't even know if it's a surprise anymore. I know they're the third team in the division, but boy, Russell Wilson's just changed this thing around. I think once they get going, people are going to realize that it's not just Russell Wilson, though, that this defense is just so elite that Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, extraordinarily uh, talented wide receivers who've had to play with Drew Locke. I mean, you tell me how much confidence you have in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett with Drew Locke under center. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's even the U.S. Open's knocking Drew Locke. There's a guy yesterday that hit him up. It's like tennis isn't even a sport. U.S. Open's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, says the guy with the Seahawks avatar there that has to watch Drew Locke start 17 games. Cowboys plus 120, not backing them. I'd rather back the Eagles. Cowboys always disappoint. Minus 175 Packers. That's fine. I'm not doing it. Vikings could win it. I'm lukewarm on it. Brett Favre says Aaron Rodgers' number is probably going to fall without Devontae Adams. I say no duh. Sorry to bring up a uh, a played out 80s term there, but that's a no duh right there. Aaron Rodgers, the passing yards, the touchdown passes, they're going down. This team is going to run the ball more. He's still going to be the focal point of the offense. Yes, they're going to run. They're going to play defense. 
And I think that this is a year where he takes a step back, at least numbers wise. Uh, so then we get to the NFC South. And, and again, I just there's no other team besides the Bucs I see winning this unless Tom Brady gets hurt. The second best quarterback in the division. Is, is it really Jameis Winston? Are you kidding me? And there's no way in hell we're betting a minus 300 in the division. So that leaves us with one more division. And that would be the NFC West. So. I like the price on the Rams at plus 130, first of all. That's not a bad price. Uh, Cashed all those futures with the Rams last year. It paid off. Do I think they go back-to-back? Personally, I'm not a guy that's going to bet. I've never bet a back-to-back champion. I've said this before. I wish I would have bet the Lightning a couple of years ago. That would have worked out well. But we're seeing the Rams between minus or plus 125, plus 130. The Cardinals at plus 400 are interesting. Because the Cardinals, I don't think, have the deepest, most talented roster but they do have potentially a game-changing quarterback. We've been waiting to see for a full season Kyler Murray take his team to another level. We haven't seen that yet. The problem with Kyler Murray that I've seen is when he's not 90 to 100%, he's just a middling quarterback, and he doesn't run as much. Like The big thing for Kyler Murray is great arm, pretty accurate. He runs, and when he runs, he can rack up huge numbers, get the defense on the heels, but it doesn't happen when he's banged up, and you've seen it so many times in his short career. So I don't want to back the Cardinals here. I, I, I just, to me, it doesn't make sense uh, with Kyler Murray and the rest of that 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 offense. They've got a lot to prove. Is there anybody else in the division? Do the do the Niners win it? Do they take a step back? I mean, people made fun of Jimmy Garoppolo, but if Trey Lance was that great. Wouldn't he have played some last year? And and how much, how many steps have they taken forward with him? Uh, the Niners, though, at plus 160, I don't think the juice is there. So really, if I'm laying a bet down, I don't mind the Ravens and Bengals. And I would say that the Rams would be the one favorite out there right now that I'd look at and I'd say, okay, okay, uh, this is something I can get down with. All right, just to wrap things up for you here. So we've got a couple things coming up this month that are completely outlandish, that I won't bet on, that a lot of people are interested in, though. First of all, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. To me, and this is, you know, guys come on, they're like, oh, soccer sucks, and uh, NASCAR sucks. And just coming on and saying something stinks or sucks, it, it's, it doesn't do anything for me. Why do that? I just don't understand the fascination with the hot dog eating contest. What is it? What is it about that gets everybody geeked up about it. So the dude could just stick nitrates and, and lips and, and, and butts in his mouth and eat 75 of them. And like, that's an accomplishment. I guess so. It's kind of gross. doesn't do it for me, but by all means, if you can make it profitable, if you can tell me how to make money on the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, I'll watch the damn thing. The other thing is Le'Veon Bell versus Adrian Peterson coming up on the 30th of the month. That is happening. Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson are fighting. Uh, about the same size. Peterson, I believe, is like 37 or 38. He's seven years older than Le'Veon Bell. To me, Adrian Peterson is a dude that I just never want to mess with. I don't want to mess with Le'Veon Bell either, but when it comes down to toughness, go look at the tape. I'm pretty sure Adrian Peterson's run over a whole bunch more dudes than Le'Veon Bell has, and I wouldn't be surprised if Le'Veon Bell was a favorite in this just because of the age. So I'll be looking for that. A couple of odd, off-the-radar things in July, because there's only baseball, some tennis, and some golf to bet on. These are two things. I won't be betting on the hot dog eating contest. I might bet on the old guys fighting each other, though.
Thanks to all our guests today, including my buddy Spread Astaire, Brian Ortega, and the boys behind the glass. You did a wonderful job today. I appreciate it. Check out the run line next. Adam Burke, Josh Towers. My name is Holden Kushner. If you haven't already, listen, subscribe to the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. It's a VEASAN podcast, and I bet on all the teams in Denver and in Colorado. Thanks again for checking me out here. I'll be on Rush Hour Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thanks for checking out Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.